what's up guys it's the 10th wonder of the world jake smith it might not be pride month anyway anymore that that's that you know what insert joke here joey tried i'm joey Mayberry. joey guys joey is having a week because guess what his birthday was this week how amazing is that it's really amazing. I'm 32 and uh, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I was trying to think of like something that rhymes with that, but I, my head's not working today. So the only um, thing that I can think of, did you ever watch Avenue Q? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. But that. now I'm 32 and as you can see, I'm not. Oh, well, <laughs> it sucks to be me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, guys, since it's Joey's birthday... <laughs> And the fact that he's having his wisdom teeth taken out, we're pre-recording this. On my birthday. On his birthday. Like, this is some, like, WWE birthday shit where they have someone job in their hometown kind of birthday celebration. <laughs> like, Well, I have the unfortunate thing of being born after America. So Monday is shut down and I need my wisdom teeth taken out. It's an emergency. Only reason I'm talking right now is because I'm on the pain meds. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, my birthday. I'm getting my teeth yanked out. <laughs> Crank anchors. So, um, so since um Joey is toothless, um, we are going to do a best of episode this week, and we decided to give you guys the best of title wins, um, because we have enough to fill an episode. So, <laughs> yay, yeah. So you guys can like relive some of those awesome episodes if you have missed them. If they're because we know a lot of you guys love a lot of these moments, so enjoy these awesome women's championship title victories. Yes, and well, I visit Dr. Bender and his son, Wendell, where they will yank and or rip my teeth out. <laughs> and the new World Wrestling Federation Women's Challenge That six-pack challenge, it's happening, it's here. It's got, I, were you, like, clear what the rules are going into this? Or did you think it was, like, a six-woman tag? Because I did. Um, it's kind of like a tag. I knew what the rules were going into it. So okay. basically it's kind of the four corners tag kind of match where it's two people legal in the ring. You have to tag out. It all made sense to me. I don't think that's the way they should have went about it. I think it should no. have just been six people fighting each other, but yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think there needed to be like a legal person. I would have loved to see it be like even in an elimination style thing, just to get some more time for the ladies, but I, time for the ladies this is the golden era <laughs> we've got a we've got an immunity battle royal al snow's gotta be on the show people oh what are God. you talking about um so anyway but we get this six-pack challenge trish comes out i also liked trish's makeup in this match she didn't really mm. wear it like this this often but it was cute um it was very early 2000s looking like something paris helton would almost style herself as but i like it's gorgeous <laughs> So Trish, she's in the match. Jacqueline, she's in the match. Can Lita we just say Jacqueline's theme music is one of the most underrated theme songs ever? It truly is. And it's just like, <laughs> I convinced my brothers, and to this day they still believe it. So I convinced them. I'm like, yeah, they like edited Jacqueline's music on an episode of Heat. And they were like, they did? And I was like, yeah, like it starts off with her like going, are you tough enough? And then, <laughs> and they legitimately think there's a theme like that that's out there somewhere. Like, I was like, yeah, they were trying to promote tough enough. 
Like, <laughs> so. I love it. I hope they don't listen. I hope they believe forever. Listeners, please make an edit of that for us. Please, we'd really like to hear it. And I'm not great with audio. That's why we're doing a podcast. But um, so if anyone has that, please send it our way. <laughs> yes, um, please. <laughs> but anyway, so Jacqueline's out there. Lita, who, and you know what I loved about Lita at this time? And especially mm. at this time, because crops were usually, unfortunately, pretty quiet for the women. She always got a damn loud-ass pop. Not even just a loud pop. Like, that's on my notes. Like, like the popcorn pop. was popping in the stadiums, mm. like, from the noise alone. Which, I know, I've read Lita's book, and this isn't me just being a Lita fan. This is just me being a pure wrestling fan. I know they put, we're going to talk about how Tw- Trish won it, but everyone already knows that. Mm-hmm. But Lita was gypped out of that championship when I think she could have really elevated this division to new heights with the popularity that she had because that pop was deafening for Survivor Series. Absolutely. I can, and the thing is, I think everyone thought Lita was going to be... I remember almost being disappointed with the outcome because I thought Lita would be the one to win for sure. Especially because she didn't beat China. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just like a perfect segue. It was like, okay, yeah, Lita should have been. Because the thing is, I mean, all right, for those of you who don't know, the rumor was that China and Lita were supposed to have a couple months program, I think, ending at SummerSlam with, you know, I think China going heel and Lita eventually winning the title from her, which I know Joey and I would have loved every second of it. Probably have made a podcast of just China and Lita the feud and talked about the same damn feud that went on for three months or something so i don't know so like so but uh but anyway it didn't happen alas but um but lita you know it's amazing with the pop she was getting the reaction she was getting and i know um like joey mentioned you know like in her book she talks more about it um that you know she didn't she was over enough and she didn't need the bell but yeah but as fans we felt she did need it so I just, at the grand scheme of things, being able to look back on it now, I think if they would have put that belt on her, we would have seen a monumental like rise in the women's division. Because I think Trish was able to do it. But if they would have gave it to Lita, I think it would have been, we could have got that main event on Raw so much sooner than we did. Totally. The thing is, Lita was miles ahead of Trish in the ring at this time. Um, Trish definitely, obviously, she came into her own. Um, and she is one mm-hmm. of the best of all time. Um, but early days of her title reigns, you know, like she, and I think she did admit it as well. She was still learning um, and she mm-hmm. put in the work ethic for sure. But Lita, I think was already, was already there. So I think she could have really helped out. I don't, I don't know, it, but it is what it is. Um, we obviously got amazing matches out of Lita as well, but uh, it, it would have been cool to have her, see her have this moment at Survivor Series, but mm-hmm. we're, we're still happy for Trish. Um, we haven't even so talked also, about the Alliance ladies yet. <laughs> no, let's get to the Alliance ladies. And actually, one of my favorite gears of hers, Ivory, is in the. And I love this theme of Ivory. It sounds like a Dove soap commercial. I love, love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not the Dove soap. <laughs> Leave Such your skin a, silky actually, smooth. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite of Ivory's themes, which is so weird to say because whenever I tell people that, they're like, it's probably her worst. But like, I loved it. I mean, no, the worst is the right to censor theme song. Oh, just yeah. By oh, far. Yeah. 
come on. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think her worst is whatever her last one was and the current one she's using now. Like, <laughs> I don't know exactly what the theme was. I know what theme you're talking about, but as soon as you started doing that, I just started thinking of the Trash in the Camp song from Tarzan. <laughs> you guys are going to be getting a lot of our renditions of theme songs on this show. So yes. if, if you hate it, unsubscribe now. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so Ivory's out there. Then Mighty Molly is out there as well, looking fierce. And she has, you know, Molly was not getting the credit she deserved at this time. She was really helping a lot of the girls look really great. And like Trish, you know, I know Trish was having some matches with her prior to Survivor Series um, that really, I think, helped Trish in the ring. Um, Molly, such an unsung hero of the division. Such an unsung hero. And you know what Molly Holly does better than anyone in wrestling, period? Molly Holly hits the prettiest fireman's carry you've ever seen in your entire life. So good. So Mm -hmm. good. Um, But anyway, so yeah, Mighty Molly is out there. Um, I kind of wish they had given her some new gear for this match. Um, When she was Mighty Molly, she kind of wore the same thing all the time. Of course, she's a superhero. They wear the same things. But Hurricane had some variation to his outfit every once in a while. It would have been cute to like give her like an all pink one. Like, you know, with, like, black and stuff. I don't know. And I just, you know, me, I, I'm i looking at the gear. You see all the other girls getting new gear all the time. I don't think Lita, like, ever wore the same thing, like, around this time, like, twice. Maybe a hearty shirt, but, like, she always had something new, I feel like. Oh, always something new. Until she found those camo pants. And then we never oh. got rid of the camo pants. Oh, yeah. That was a lot. So I did notice, I think it was, oh, it's the next night on Raw. Never mind. I was going to say she wears her final count outfit pants, the figure from her final count. She was wearing those pants in the next <gasps> night on Raw. Oh. Um, I, I noticed those little damn stars. Um, but anyway, so, and then, you know, who is the final woman? Wishful me was thinking China had negotiated a contract return and was coming back or Medasia from WCW got picked up. Medasia? I love, do you don't remember Medasia? Scott Steiner's girlfriend on the on WCW? No, I did not watch it. So Lita brought <gasps> up I didn't watch WCW. Oh, Joey, okay. All right, hold on. I got to get a new co-host. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, but Joey, I'm going to send you some clips of some of the women of WCW. Here's the thing. Not many of them were wrestlers, but... I love the characters. Medasia was like, I don't really know what she was. She was just like sexy. And she was like Scott Steiner's girlfriend or whatever. And then Gorgeous George, who is like one of Macho Man's like ladies. Um, with um, I remember Gorgeous George. Yes, I loved her. Um, yeah, like I don't like um when uh Charmel was Paisley, um, and she was with she was like had like a prince gimmick with um Prince Iakea, who was like I think then known as the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. So yes, I do know her. <laughs> um, um, but and then AC Jazz. Sky! AC Jazz. So literally <laughs> the only WCW or ECW person that I knew because I only watched WWF was I knew about Daphne. So I thought it was going to be Oh, Daphne. hell. Oh, I would have screamed. I'm so mad. They had her for like a second in like 2003, but I'm so mad they didn't pick up Daphne right away. I, that was my one gripe about this whole alliance thing is like Stacey and Tori were really the only women they kept when there was a plethora of entertaining women in WCW that they, I would, I wish they would have brought in bootleg China, Asia, who also spelled it with a Y. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like, this is pretty clear what's happening here. 
Um, and well, could you imagine if they would have brought Medusa? Oh my God. I, it would have been amazing. Medusa, think of the matches Medusa could have had with like Ivory and Lita. Like it would have mm-hmm. been, and she could still go at that time. So it would have been awesome to see Medusa. In the ring. And but like as Medusa, I'm not a big fan of the Alundra character. I loved her as Medusa though, um, with like little red, white, and blue, like in the little like clip and highlights and stuff. Um, yeah. But big fan. Um, why is that the second time like we've done a show this week and clip and highlight? like hair things have like come into I don't know. But um, yay women's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but um yeah so anyway but the WCW women the mystery woman is Jazz who you know I don't think a lot of the audience was familiar with at this time. Nope. I knew who she was just from the ECW video game. Um because like I didn't really watch ECW either but I had an interest in her right away because she was a dominating badass. She came in right away and speared Lita like out of her pants. Yeah. She was huge too, which was like, Oh, you know, on commentary though, Paul Heyman tried to sell her like a million bucks. Like Paul Heyman really did. Like she walked out. He was like just screaming accolades at her. He was giving it his all. The thing that I think would have really, really set this apart is if they would have kind of highlighted women from these Mm -hmm. other brands and kind of let the audience know that they're possibilities. You know what I mean? Like show like a package, but like the women of WCW, the women of ECW, the men of WCW, just kind of give an overall of who might show up. No, that honestly, that would have gone a long way because I think a lot of the audience, like you said yourself, Joey, you didn't watch WCW or ECW. Mm-mm. So I think like a lot of the audience was in the dark. I watched WCW because I have two straight brothers and they made me watch like, you know, Jeff Jarrett or like whatever the hell was going on in WCW at that time. Um, and I was interested in Miss Hancock. Um, so Miss Hancock. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that sounds like hers. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, but like anyway, uh, it was, it probably was confusing for a lot of fans. I didn't, I wasn't as familiar with a lot of the ECW guys. Um, I didn't really watch that. I did, I did know though, she came later, but I was disappointed John Murray wasn't there because I did know her from ECW because yeah. I had seen clips of her and I was like, I like her. So, um, I liked her, and then, you know, a little on down the road when ECW pops up and returns to WWE and they didn't bring Dom Marie for that show, then I was upset about it. Same. It, honestly, it's repulsive that they didn't bring in Dom Marie for the rebrand of ECW. How are you going to have ECW without... Did they bring anyone back? Did They brought Francine back Francine. for a second. Francine! Yeah, she was there for like a second, right? Yeah, and she got called ugly, fat, and pregnant by Ariel. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look who it is, Francine. Yes, I just remembered it. Yeah. That promo lives rent free <laughs> in my brain to this day. Oh, Ariel's such a treasure. Um, but anyway, um, so anyway, let, let's talk about the match. Let's talk about the match. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, this was such a fun, and I love a multi-woman match in WWE. Um, mm-hmm. I know they don't get a lot of love from a lot of fans, but I thought this was such a fun match. And honestly, it re- everyone really got a spot to showcase their talent for a second. For a second, because this was a really short match. It was like, quick. It, when you, it, seven it, minutes. I was surprised how short it was, because in my head, 
like it's a classic for sure. I mm-hmm. think any women's wrestling fan will say that. Um, but it really it was not a long match. No, oh. but the thing that I think this era of women's wrestling was really, really good at was they were given such short amount of time, which is the same as like when you say the Divas era, when it was at the Divas Championship and they were given yeah. the same length of matches. They weren't as good as this era with filling that time because right. yeah. these women came in, everything meant something and every move was crisp and they were on this like next level of chemistry with each other during this era and it really showed in this match. I think the thing is too that also stood out is you knew what each of these women were about. Mm-hmm. Um, like you knew who they were, you knew what their character was, you knew if they were face or heel, which is one thing that was confusing in the Divas era a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and you you had a reason to care about what they were doing one way or another. They all, I feel like a lot of the women at least got some sort of backstage segment once a month at least where you kind of knew who they were or what they were doing, like whether it was like Ivory just like talking to someone even. Um, so it, it you had a reason to be more invested. And like you said, Joey, these women knew how to fill the time. Do you have any favorite spots or moments of this match? Oh, the best spot of this entire match was um, Jackie and Lita teaming together to do that assist. And then Jackie turning on Lita just so loved and the crowd reacted to it too which i loved like they were like they were surprised to see jackie turn and i think that was a good reminder too like hey uh anything goes it's every one woman for themselves this isn't a team thing yeah exactly because it felt like a team thing because you even had the wwf women enter separately first and then you had the alliance women all come out and yeah. it just felt more like a six-woman tag match than it did an actual six-pack challenge at the beginning. Because you even had, you know, like, Jazz and Ivory and them cheering on the Alliance yep. whenever they were in the ring. And then finally, once Jackie made that turn is when it all broke down and all got kind of serious and melded together a little bit better. For sure. It definitely, um, after Jackie turned on Lita in the match, business really picked up. I love... I love any women's match where everybody gets to hit their finisher or signature move. So mm-hmm. I was really happy to see a moment like that in this match for all the girls. Um, I love the poison ivory, first of all, too, which is like basically the Bella Buster, um, the nose job. Um, so I but love she that. She puts ivory. that stank on it. Oh, I used to do this move. I had like one of those backpacks, like a rolly bag, and I used to do it on my rolly bag, and I did it so hard one time that the bag broke and like it slid down. <laughs> so like <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did it to a rolling bag. Oh, we used to hard. beat up the rolling bag. Like my brothers and I would like take turns doing moves, and mine, I loved. I did like poison ivory, and then like it broke. <laughs> but um, it was it, it was great, and you know the Molly go round, um, which was, she hit it on Jazz, and Jazz just caught her because Molly landed on yeah. her feet, and she looked confused. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I think, you know, this was new for Jazz. I wonder how much notice Jazz had coming into this, too, because she, I don't know if she was originally, she wasn't in the Alliance, really. So, like, I don't know mm-hmm. how, if she was, when she was signed, like, dirt sheets weren't really a thing then. So, like, um, I'd be interested to know how short notice she had coming into this. But, um, but anyway, um, I, Lita, it looks like she was actually going to win it because she hit the twist of fate and the moonsault. I know. And I was ready for, I remember that Same. as a kid, like I was like ready to yell. And then I did yell. They broke it up and I was so mad. I was, Oh my God. I, I can't believe that happened. Um, You know, Trish, 
Then she comes in, kind of like an awkward moment for a second. It looked like she was going for the bulldog, but like then Ivory didn't move. Um, mm-hmm. And then Trish like flips over her. So I think there was probably some sort of thing that kind of got lost in translation here, there where like Ivory was supposed to try to attempt something and Trish did it. I don't know. But, um, but Trish does, she hits the stratisfaction and she wins the match. And I remember being shocked. I remember being mad. I was so <laughs> mad. Oh, I wanted Lita to win it. I wanted that. The crowd wanted it. And like even JR, when Trish was going for the covers, like, you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see though, despite Lita being the favorite going in, I think the crowd gave Trish like a nice reception. Um, at the same time. I, th- I think she was slowly becoming a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, when she got finally tagged into the match, that little pop. Oh, yeah. She got a nice little pop, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it was definitely, like, you know, it was great to see. And it was, it was, it's kind of funny now because I can't believe I even looked at her like this. At that time, I definitely thought of, like, Trish as, like, kind of, like, a Stacy Tory, like, more eye candy, not necessarily, like, a wrestler wrestler. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm so... I'm so amazing. Just a testament to the hard work Trish puts in that she was able to prove everyone wrong, um, mm-hmm. which is honestly like model turned wrestler is always my favorite type of woman. Um, so it was just awesome. It, it was awesome and kind of like the start of a real story for Trish Stratus um, to see her win this match, and especially as the real underdog going into this. Yeah, it was a really well told story. Just didn't like the ending, and that's just mm-hmm. me being a mark. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's time for a women's championship match. Um, women's championship match. And oh, I'm going to get some flack for this, especially because <gasps> I am recording this at DS's house. And he's got headphones uh, and he can't hear me. Th- this outfit from Trish was a boot for me. I'm not going to lie. Not your favorite. You know, it's it'd be very cute if she was in a pride parade. I will yes. say that. Like, it's very, it's a little, uh, it's kind of drag queen-y for me, um, you know. Do you know what it was for me? And I'm not even going to, like, sugarcoat it. It was uh-huh. the fact that they were shorts and not pants. I think it would have worked if they were pants. Yes, I agree. I See, for me, I, I I didn't mind when she wore shorts. I actually loved when she wore shorts. But I liked it for, like, a pay-per-view setting. I was like, I think shorts should have been reserved for, like, the pay-per-views. Because she mostly wore them then. Um, they weren't bad. But it, it did look... It, it would have looked better, like, as a full, like, rainbow cascading down her body, I think. Than I know, because I like the top a lot. I yeah, think it was it's just cute. the fact, it, I don't know. It's from somebody who continually impresses me by ring gear. This one missed yeah. the mark for me. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. I mean, like, it's definitely not her most iconic. I don't hate it. Um, it is, but you know what? I will say, um, I, I mean, I'm probably off base here, but I think this was Trisha's nod to the gay community because she knows the gays love her. But um, I, I don't know if she knew that. was everything she's been doing this year because Trish Stratus is just like, hello, gays. This year. I wonder, you know, I wonder if Trish was aware, like, how much of an icon she was for gays. Like, because I, I, she commented um, recently, I saw a comment somewhere and she's like, yeah, like, I recently learned like how big I am with the gays and stuff like that. I'm like, you didn't know? Like, I'm like, I was like, girl, like I was like, we were all getting drunk and like pointing like you. Like, it's like, <laughs> just at me next time, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
like oh my, my go-to when like i would like drink in college was during the maurice hair flip like with like my like half an inch of hair like <laughs> oh i was the epitome of like if i am drunk i am jumping a little bit forward swinging my dick and hips real forward and then going up into the lita <laughs> <laughs> yes i was i literally would like when i would introduce myself to people i didn't know my drunk name was china <laughs> and sometimes i would like just like when i was like really drunk i'd be like i'm china and welcome to my workout like from her fitness video people would just be like what <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> we got to get back on track. We got a women's championship okay, match. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. But anyway, so Trish is wearing a rainbow. Um, so we also get like a little thing in the back. Um, Triple H is carrying all of Stephanie's bags. They're leaving. Um, they've got things to do. So Jazz comes out next. Um, and Trish, you know, she she knows Jazz's game. She goes right at her. What I love, though, about the beginning of this match is there's a series of them kind of missing each other's moves, which just shows mm -hmm. how well they know each other now. Right. I love all of that. And I also just like that we saw it a little bit in the last interactions that Trish has had with Jazz, but just this fight of, like, I got to go after this bitch. Oh, She's yeah. going to kill me. Like, I love that. She knows, like, Jazz is not one to fuck with, and especially if her title's on the line, she's like, I have to get the early advantage here, or it's not going to work out, like, my rainbow powers are not going to be able to dominate her, so I've got to, like, give it my all. Um, and despite that, though, this match was really all Jazz. Yeah, well, um, they pointed it out in commentary from at the get-go. Trish got a little bit of offense in the beginning, mm -hmm. but then she went for that crossbody, and she had an awkward landing from the top oh, like, yeah was, it was like she landed on her leg right like almost or something kind of like i don't weird. know if it was like her first time going for a crossbody because i don't remember trish really going up to the top too too often yeah but she no part of that was how you land from a crossbody i don't know who showed her how to do it but that was that ain't it girl it was yeah it was tough i think also they probably said to them right before they went out there, like, you have, like, three minutes to do this match. So make it work. So, like, I think, you know, and, like, Trish, like, even though, like, we've seen some better matches out of her as of late, I think she was still early on in her career and still learning the ropes for the most part. So mm -hmm. rushing is going to be tough, and especially on a high-risk move, which she's not really doing too much. So... She's not doing too much, but she ate it. She ate it yeah, hardcore. She she, Trish is... She will put herself on the line. And I think that's, for me anyway, that's what really won me over about her is like, she kind of, she was like, it's supposed to be like the model, but at the same time, I was like, okay, she's like not afraid to like get her hands dirty. And oh, she's a tough cookie. I love that about her. Um, another mad part of this match. So we really, we saw Jazz bust out the STF for the first time in this match as well. Um, mm -hmm. That beautiful Boston Crab, half Boston Crab into the STF. Um, I, Love that. I was disappointed that wasn't the ending of the match because um, it would have been so badass. But what a move. I, such a perfect move for her. Such a perfect move. And then those jabs that she was throwing at Trish were just like. Yeah, shit. Bam. Oh, when she was like like doing like the road dog almost kind of thing where like, like yeah. the punches. Like, like Trish was like legitimately looking dazed too. I, I was like, a cover up girl, please. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? So, um, Jazz, like, you know, she goes in hard on her. She's getting the hard punches. Um, Trish tries to come back at one point. Um, 
but like Jazz really stays on top of her. Trish goes for the stratisfaction, and Jazz literally just like scoops her up and slams her down. Hard too, Hard. and yeah. Also, you heard the crowd like react. Yeah, when the crowd gets into a um, women's match, especially because when she caught that stratisfaction and right before she slammed her, you heard that. Oh, oh. yeah, loved it. So good, so good. Um, so Jazz hits that, and then she pulls her up. Um, it's not our favorite finisher, but it's the finisher she uses. That fisherman suplex. Um, it. I will say I do. I still think the part where she stalls for a second is impressive. Um, but overall, it's just she has such an arsenal of moves, and she's such a powerhouse. I think there's more dominating things they could have had her do, or just hit her with that fisherman suplex and then go right into putting her back into the SDF. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Um, so Jazz hits that suplex. She gets the one, two, three, and Jazz just pretty much a little over a month into her real run is the mm-hmm. women's champion. As she should have been. Yep. I felt like there were many times I was like, Jazz should have went ahead and gotten this belt by now. Do you think it would have been almost smarter to have Jazz win the title in her debut? I think so. I think Jazz should have... What was the pay-per-view that we saw? Was it the Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble. I think she should have won it there. I think Trish yeah. is so much more endearing when she's chasing. I agree. I think you know. I think it would have been really fun to see Jazz win it, maybe feud with Lita for the first uh, couple months, because I think Lita was so over. You'd want to see that. And like we've said in the past, Lita is the go-to if you want to get someone over as a heel. Yes, so. Instead, you sent her off to film that freaking TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Just now she sells organic diapers. She didn't even care. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I think that would have been pretty cool. And then have Trish come into the fold, working up to that triple threat at Mania. And then maybe have Trish win the title at Mania in her hometown of Toronto, Canada. Yep. But anyway, we got what we got, and it's fine. But um, but I'm ecstatic for Jazz. <laughs> So up next we have, and this is such a fun match, and I have a comment at the end of this that might be controversial, but we'll get there. But Trish Stratus and Bubba Ray are teaming up against Jazz and Stephen Richards in a match, and I love this concept, and I used to do this all the time in my fig fed, where both the women's and hardcore title are on the line. I love a match where two belts are on the line. Um, I agree, especially, I mean, I guess it's a mixed tag, not an intergender mm -hmm. match, but... Mm -hmm. Men and women in the ring at the same time. Yes. Great. Wait, which was weird though, because like they were like, they were like, oh, they Ben can only wrestle. There were, I was like, there was a lot of intergender in this. So I don't know why they kept reiterating that. Like, I don't know. I, I guess for the end, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So Trish, I forgot they were in Toronto until Trish got that awesome pop when they said it from Toronto. I was like, and Lillian held that Toronto. Toronto! Um, and then first of all we also need to know i feel like trish had this attire in a video game right like maybe the 2k13 or like when they first put her back in the games maybe i remember the tied top for some reason and the red it's a cute gear i love the tied top it's an iconic trish gear it needs to be represented more yes um so uh then jazz and steven richards come out Side note, awesome that they came out to jazz's music. Love that. You rarely see the woman and men come out, a man and woman combo come out to the woman's theme. So that was awesome. Because she's hardcore. 
she's not going. Um, so, uh, yeah, really um, fun match. I loved the spots in the beginning in the corner with oh. uh, Jazz getting splashed by Richards and, and Bubba. So good. Jazz took quite a beating in this match, no lie. She was thrown around. Um, she, there was that spot where, like, her and her head fell into Richard's crotch, too. So, like, he got thrown around. Um, but the, the real battle in this match, though, we have to discuss. Because Trisha's true opponent was that trash can that wouldn't oh, go over the no. top. Oh, my God. I was, like, cringe. Like, it just, like, wouldn't, like, go up. Poor thing. And she was, like, playing, like, you know, like, when you have a balloon or, like, uh, something you don't want it to touch the ground it's deflating like it's like it was like that <laughs> like that was so it because the first one she was like okay i'm gonna catch it the second one she's like oh well oh, oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like fingertips and stuff like that it's just like trying to keep it in the air like <laughs> oh my god so poor trish in this trash can that, i that's i would be honestly i would have the stress sweats in that moment like you know I love. I don't know what the spot she was trying to get it in there for was because they only used one trash can. I don't know if they had mm-hmm. planned something else, but I loved watching her just go, okay, screw this, and just pick up the lid and toss it in. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, just use this. Um, but the yeah, the trash can came into play, and the, the hardcore title match with other people came in, came out. All of a sudden, a crash. Stupid. Just incredible. I was like, there's men everywhere. I don't know what to do. Um, so Trish and Jazz, then it gets down to them um, at one point. Um, and this is some really fun, but quick action with them. Mm-hmm. I and Jazz Trish gets a little counter on Jazz and hits the Stratisfaction to win the women's championship to a major pop. Major to be pop. Um, and here's my controversial quote: I think this is my favorite Trish title win. Ooh, I really, really do because I really love this era of babyface Trish. Um, where she's like a little gritty, but like still hot. But like she's like, I'm doing hardcore matches now, bitch. Tie my shirt up. Like I don't care. I have a trash can. Like I just like love this like kind of like little era of her, and I just love that it was in her hometown. And it just it was a feel good win for me, especially because after all the shit Jazz put her through, like for months, it it was kind of random and came out of nowhere. But I liked it. I agree. I don't... I, I think it's a really good win. I think it's a really good moment. I don't think it's my favorite. I don't think... Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything can really top Survivor Series for me. The Survivor Series one... I mean, she's had a lot of... She won the title at WrestleMania. Um, she won it in her retirement match. I mean, she's had some really memorable title. I don't know. The only, the only one I didn't really love is New Year's Revolution. Um, I know, because that was sad. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't know. This one just like felt good for me. And then like after the match, you know, she grabs the mic and like, Baba, get the tables! Get the tables! (laughs) (laughs) She tried. Go get them, girl. (laughs) Um, And then like jazz, this was probably one of the best table bumps like Bubba does with this little Bubba table thingy with jazz because she took it like 
She took it, but she took a power bomb because Bubba went through that table, not Jazz. Mm-hmm. But it looked so devastating, just the way she was like thrown about. Like I was just like, oh, like I did a screenshot because I always do one for my like Insta stories to promote the show, and the ref just happened to be check on her, but he also looked deceased, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, carnage! Like <laughs> <laughs> just carnage, carnage everywhere. I think, and this is Jazz's last appearance for a little bit too. So I don't know if she wrestled this injured or that bump injured her or what. I but... don't know because she finished the match. She looked all right. Yeah, no, she she finished up the match. Um, I don't know if they were concerned that she might be injured or what, but like this kind of rode her off TV for a little bit. Um, and but it was. It was honestly, well, Trish was the right person to put the belt on if she was getting written off TV. I think as a heel to lose the title because Molly is the obvious other choice. Um, but like she's she's uh, like a heel too, so like no one's gonna almost be the only other heel. choice because there weren't really any other women. Excuse me, Terry Reynolds just did a top row power can Rana. I would have loved her to win it. <laughs> okay, whoa, dream big. <laughs> I. I would have been into it. Hey, you know, she could have gone to SmackDown. There are contenders over there. Um, so I, Ivory was doing nothing. A surprise Ivory win? How fun. Stacey Keeler. <laughs> Hello. What if Vince was just like, Jazz, I'm stripping of you of the title because you know what? You won't you won't grab my balls. So Stacey's now the champ. What do you mean you don't do male impersonation? <laughs> That was a fine Vince McMahon. Oh, he's like he's like a being. So like so I don't even know what he's a entity. I don't know. He's oh he's, he's a man. Man. He's a he's a demon. So <laughs> so he's um, gonna puke. <laughs> <laughs> so Trish Stratus is the new women's champion, wins in her hometown. Can't ask for anything better than that. In Toronto! Toronto! <laughs> so congratulations, Trish Stratus. This is this is a very Trish heavy week. And new WWE Women's Champion, Molly Holly. Um, and then we got I'm actually surprised this didn't get a video package. Molly it, Holly versus Trish. I mean I don't remember with this whole pay-per-view, but I'm pretty sure it got the slot that no one wants as far as yeah. match card. So I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, and then they're not gonna like spend more time on the women's match. They're at this point in time, they're just not. What it might have been this it I think it was this match, maybe. I just was like reading somewhere that like one of the women's matches on a pay-per-view got shortened by like three minutes or five minutes or something like that because one of the men's matches ran too long i think it was this match because hulk hogan and kurt angle ran too long or something that wouldn't surprise me honestly yeah so yeah because this you know it's funny because i always remember this match being really good but i didn't remember it being as short as it was i don't remember that at all i mean i didn't remember the viciousness that started off this match yeah yeah like trish and molly were just nuts Oh my god! So Trish came out pissed as all hell, um, you know. And Trish actually came out second, which has been pretty rare for her lately. Which a small little note, but like, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Um, but like, Trish is pissed. She throws the cowboy hat at Molly, um, and Molly takes advantage right away um, and goes she after went Trish right for oh, it. Like Molly looked vicious coming out of this. Slammed Trish, hit the elbows. Um, it was just like the viciousness 
in this match. And, you know, and it should have been vicious, too, because, like, Molly has, like, assaulted and embarrassed Trish two weeks in a row. Trish has embarrassed Molly with her words. Um, So they want to fucking kill each other. Yeah, and it showed too, like the ref just grabbing the belt and being like, I'm taking this, you two fight. Yeah, yeah I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but it was so good. I one I have to say though, and I know we've seen it like once or twice before, I absolutely adore and love Trisha's roll-up where she climbs the person and goes sits on their shoulders and rolls through. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's the so cute. Step up victory roll. Yeah. Like- I love that finally it. got a pop. That was the moment in this match when she did that step up victory roll that it shut uh, King up. And that's my favorite uh, part of any women's me match. Me too. I, I appreciate, I don't always love a roll up, but I appreciate that Trish was bringing innovative ways to doing them. Cause she also had that one where she like used her legs to pull from behind when Molly was in the corner and like yeah. roll her up. I thought that was really cool too. Cause the thing that got me was as soon as King was doing all of his lines, including calling the freaking Molly go around the butt dump, which. Oh my God. I was living. This. I feel. Okay. So it's been bad with King. This match is. And cause I think it made even worse is like JR was getting in on it too. Well, what else? He didn't really have a choice. Like anyone listening, go back and watch this match and just listen because it got to like the point where it's like, JR and King talking about a thigh master while Molly's trying to put Trish in a submission hold. And yeah. they're not even talking about the match. And then as soon as like Molly goes into the heat, the King's saying horrible things about her ass. And then as soon as it gets quiet, a freaking we want puppies chance started. And I just threw my hands up and went, you know what? Oh. Screw this whole thing. I think the part that enraged me the most in this match was like King's like, hey, do you think Molly will get liposuction? And, like, JR goes, like, I think she'll have to spend a lot of money to get to a normal weight. She's not fat. Like, what the fuck? Like, who are you looking at? And, like, first of all, who, who are you to even comment on it, anyone's body? Literally, the thing that just gets me is when they finally were going into these big spots and like wrestling, wrestling, he couldn't just sit there and talk about weight or ass or tits or puppies or looks. He had to be quiet. That's all he had because he has no other input. And that's so upsetting. It's uh, I would honestly really love if Dark Side of the Ring did like a look at King's commentary and words about women in general. And how it affected the wrestling industry. Absolutely. I'd love to hear what women thought of these remarks. Um, Because they probably can't be okay with it. I mean, like, I think a lot of the women now are just like, hey, yeah, you know, it's King. He does what he does. He's been here forever. But you know what? They hear what he fucking says. Yeah. Like, like, um, literally, I could never. So Molly wins the match. She wins uh the championship. And then the next line that gets said after she holds up her belt is I guess this was survival of the fattest. Yep. Like, that is the first thing the commentators say after Molly Holly wins the title. Her first title. Could you title. imagine going back and watching your first title victory and hearing all the shit they said during this match, and then at the yeah. very end, they call you survival of the fattest? Like, I'd be like, you know, it's interesting because I heard a while ago, and I think we mentioned it here in the podcast, Molly did not enjoy being a heel, and I'm getting it more. As we're going through these feuds. Because she had to be degraded week after week. Have comments made about her body that weren't true. 
Yeah. And like, just like, and one of her crowning achievements of her career is almost overshadowed by that. I mean, it's, it's not overshadowed by it because uh, to be honest, I forgot that line was even said. Um, I think, I think a lot of people kind of have blocked that out hopefully, but the thing is for her, she has to like, know that happened and well, like just, replay it sometimes well she does i know she has to because me as a worker like i'll yeah. go back and watch some of my old matches you know it's not like every week you're going back and watching your old stuff but every once in a while you want to turn on your tv yeah and just kind of see what you used to do judge yourself a little bit that's what you do as a performer and now you have to go back and watch this man say this stuff it's the same thing I think of when I think of Lita having to go back and watch her retirement match, which I doubt she even does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, it's so shitty. And it's it's it really sucks too, though, because you, Molly and Trish were really putting a lot of themselves out there in this match. You know, mm-hmm. they brought um, a different level of vicious. Like, the women this is another thing that bothers me is like, they're like, a lot of people are like, Oh, the NXT girls were really the ones who like stepped it up in pay-per-views. I'm like, uh, no, no. Molly threw Trish over the barricade into the barricade. Like Like, there were some insane spots in this. Trish kicked Molly off the apron, like into the barricade. Like, I was like, what? Like, I was like, they, they were really putting on that. When Tri- when Molly countered the Stratisfaction and pushed Trish into the ropes and into that beautiful suplex, nice little like, German there, and oh like the God. German didn't even get any like talk from the commentary. No, like it just it's like the, the Molly go around off the top. That's missed. That is like an insane spot in itself too. It's just like and they called it, bo- it the butt dump. Oh God, it makes me so mad. But it just it bothers me that um. Th- a lot of people overlook this era of women in general, and which is another reason Joey and I wanted to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, you know, like the, this generation does not get the credit they deserve for what they were putting out there and the work they were doing and delivering like five-star quality paper rematches. Sure. They were shorter than what we're getting now, but I think length of time doesn't necessarily equate to a great match. Mm-hmm. And then the lack of respect that was put on them also got, because I'm sure when you were growing up, like, if you ever told people, hey, my favorite oh, wrestler yeah. is um, China, just like when yeah. I said Lita, they'd be like, excuse me, what? That's like yeah. a joke. And you oh, get yeah. kind of made fun of for it. Absolutely. I you, I remember um, at WrestleMania 20, like, um, I like I was like a little like 15-year-old or whatever. And like Molly Holly and Victoria's coming up. And this guy like, um, like made a joke to his friends. There was some trash. If you want to see the trash, when you go to watch me with the Stacy sign, he's the one behind me looking like trash. So like um he goes to his friends, like, um, he's like, Oh, well, we still got Molly Holly and Victoria who have to sit through that crap. And I turned around and I was like, Well, some of us actually are here to see that match specifically. Yeah. Like like, we actually want to see the stuff here. Like, we're, these are the people that entertain us because yeah. they're not a gender. They're people. Absolutely. And, you know, it's up to us to be entertained by what we want to be entertained by. And when everybody around you, including the people on the screen, are degrading the product mm-hmm. that's being put out for people, it's like you become a joke for liking what you like. And that's never okay. It's not. It's not. And it's it's another reason, too, I'm glad somewhat um the wrestling audience has changed a little bit too and it's become because it didn't feel like a safe space to like really not just like for like your sexuality or whatever but like to be a women's wrestling fan it didn't feel like a safe space because you didn't know you kind of felt like the only ones at times like that's why i gravitated so early to you guys on the diva dirt crowd because it was like oh there's someone who likes the same things i do 
Right. Yeah. I, I love that. Like I found people who like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, I like, cause like you, you definitely like growing up think you're like the only one mm-hmm. who like, it's like, I was like, okay. Cause like how many of us have been at the shows and been like the only person standing up for like the women's entrances, you know, We're not walking to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's great to see them somewhat now getting the recognition they deserve. But like, I hate, hate, hate rewatching a lot of this and hearing just like the commentary and disrespect yeah. from the audience and just like, ugh, it's so I know annoying. this isn't like our normal fun, like playful banter that we're always yeah, doing. Because sorry, I think guys. it's also time that we just need to address the fact that this is an issue. And like, yeah. I said it last week, I'll say it again, and then we can do something else and talk about fun. But Jerry the King Lawler is the reason it took so long for women's wrestling to get respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. He really set it back. I really hope, you know, they go back on well, Peacock, I guess, now and edit a lot of his commentary out of the matches, to yep. be honest. I, I think, honestly, it will because they have these women that are hall of famers now and like, you know, like people who don't know, oh, who's Molly Holly? And like, they'll go back and watch this and be like, what? Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, that's how they were talking about a hall of famer. Like, it's just like, it, it, it was just unnecessary. Thanks, um, Chris. But on the positive side, it is amazing and awesome to see Molly Holly finally get the women's championship. And start off a reign that I love. I love I the Molly champion. She is so good. She is, and she, you know what? She is, in any role she's been given so far, she has given it her all. She becomes that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think we've really started to see her, like, incorporate some new moves. We haven't seen, like, some more submission-based things in this uh, this reign. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it's a great time for her. And I'm happy for her that she has the title and the respect she deserves. So, yeah. she's been, she was in the business a pretty good amount of time at this point. Yeah. And it's about time that she got some, like, credit for it because she's so talented. So, beyond, like, one of the most talented women to ever be in the wrestling ring. And one of the nicest. Yeah. So congratulations, Molly Holly. Um, really looking forward to seeing what you do next. Um, and this is going to be an, a great reign for you. Yes, it um, will. And new women's I wasn't even aware Trish was getting a title shot, but she is. So. I don't think they mentioned it once on that no. Raw. But no. that is the that is where we are at with the bar being so low of like, yeah. oh, well, we're going to do the women's title match. And I will tell you, it did start a precedent. So from 2002 on, there was always a women's title match from here on. And that's why Unforgiven was always my favorite pay-per-view. I could always yes. expect a women's title match or a women's tag team match or something. Yeah, Love that. Yeah, so I think this was, this was, it came out of nowhere, I mean, and even the outcome of this match was very random for me too, but um, we'll get into that, but um, Trish is challenging Molly Holly for the Women's Championship, Um, and this is like a little, cute little fun gem of a match for me between them, and I don't think a lot of people talk about it enough. They need to, because this match, like, the hits that Trish took, like, face first off the steps. Holy shit, Yes. There was, um, like, one spot in this whole match that was... There was only, like, one part that was wonky that I felt. And, like, it it wasn't enough for it to be, like, oh, I don't know. It was just... For me, this is one of my favorite matches from when I was younger. That I, when mm-hmm. I was, like, deep diving of, like, the women's title history. And um, it's part of Trisha's legacy. I mean, when they... In her Unforgiven pay-per-view thing, you have the interview, like, that she has after this match. Yeah. Cut over her big promo of her just saying she loves it and everything. It's just a, 
I don't know. It was random and it was, there was no story or anything. It was just like, okay, we're putting the title on Trish now, but like solid women's match in front of a huge crowd at a big pay-per-view. I was, I was very proud of it. I think what I really enjoyed the most about it was we had like respectable commentary. Like there was a little bit of like the King being like, Oh, Stephanie's going to be in hot lesbian action because you're going to get King saying something stupid. But a large majority of it was Jr. talking about how uh, much Trish has improved and how good she is in the ring. And I was like, I love this. They're making her seem legitimate finally. And nothing like really bad against Molly either about her body or like anything. I was just like, Oh, they're, they're focusing on the match. Have you guys ever seen that? um, There's a, like, when Molly got out of the industry, there is, like, a at-home interview she did that was, like, it was maybe, like, 40 minutes long. It wasn't an RF video. It wasn't any of these, like, shoot interviews. It was, like, something she did specifically with someone that she knew. It was something on YouTube, but I looked for it since I saw it in the last two years, and it's gone. She talked in depth about... (laughs) <laughs> she talked in depth about the how the you know the junk in the trunk thing became like Stephanie came up to her and was like hey um we're gonna like go with this way and eventually Molly was like okay that's fine and then when she watched the first match back the entire commentary was on you know King yeah being her butt's big her butt's big her butt's big and she without saying it in like 2022 terms she pretty much said like I dealt with so much things in my body image and my like self as a person who wanted to be a face in the company who had to be like turned heel because she was such a good worker like watching her in this match and knowing nothing was said about her butt I was like listening to that today and I was like I was just so happy because I was like from what I listened to and what she said it seemed like that was something she really didn't expect to be like a like part of her character at all like to a to an extent where it was like the butt the butt of the joke it's it's very sad because like joey and i have like briefly addressed it before we're like we've heard that she didn't love her heel time and it makes sense though if it was especially this run um her second one i'd be interested to know more about yeah the second um, one i think she was more like she was like in it and they obviously gave her a long run so she was more she had more credibility i felt but this one was just like oh you're like this like uh, matronly like woman with right. kind of just it was just like the bottom of the barrel like we need someone to be the bad guy and Trish is so hot that she's immediately good and right. you're just this bad woman who's normal and has a big butt and it's like yeah. what it's it was so like it was just like so lazy and it's sad too for Molly because I feel like she's one of the few women actually because you hear all these wrestlers be like oh my god playing a heel is so much more fun it is. Everything I've want her listening to with Molly is like I wanted to be like a babyface. She wanted to be like Alundra Blaze. Like, and when you and watch like, early Molly stuff, it's like yeah. naturally, like if she could have kept her long hair and you know come out and really hit the Molly go rounds on like she was hitting on like the dudes when she first yeah. came in and getting huge pops. Like, I, well, I like I, even I, when you watch. Do you guys remember old school when they used to do before they were superstars on like Confidential and things like that? Mm-hmm. Like even when Molly was talking about like her beginnings and she was Starla Saxton and she was like, I just wanted to walk out there with my stars and be like, oh, I'm Aww. Starla. And have everyone go, oh, <laughs> Starla. Like she was, she wanted to be a baby face. Well, I think it's safe to say though, she's like really won over the hearts of like women's wrestling fans. So if that's any consolation, you know, like she's a baby face in our eyes and we Absolutely. love her. Absolutely. And she's still producing banger matches yes. to this day. Like, 
And when I think of Molly Holly, she just, I mean, when you see anything that she, it's her speaking, it's just like the kindest woman. And when you hear anybody talk about her, they're just like, one of the best women ever. She's so sweet. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of meeting her, but like, she's got like a little bit of sass too, like in a good way. Oh, I can imagine. She had, so like, it was so funny. I met her, uh, I met her once a few years ago, but I met her again in September this past year. And like, she was like barefoot. And I was like, okay. Um, And then like, I saw like these like gorgeous, like bedazzled superhero themed heels. And I was like, I was like, are these your shoes? And, like, she's like, yeah, I was like, these are amazing. She's like, oh, my God, thank you. I had them made for this because, like, you know, Mighty Molly. But, like, she's like, but they're uncomfortable. <laughs> she said, I was just like, like I was most like, of my heel run. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, I love the dedication. I think they're gorgeous. Um, so Minimally. <laughs> Minimally. So, um, but, yeah, no. So, but, and she should, but honestly, though. Back to this match, though, she should be extremely proud of it because, like, even though she was dropping the title, I think she looked more like a star than Trish to me in this. Oh match. yeah, has anyone ever countered the um, stratosphere into that a was tree my favorite spot? Before? Not into yeah. the tree of woe. I know uh, several girls have thrown it or done yeah. something, but like uh, that is one of those spots in this match that I was like, you have like that's the only time we've probably seen Trish in that predicament, and it looked vicious. She's like pulling on her arms, and it was great. Well, at first I thought it was going to be like her into it. Kind of was like almost a half crab that she put her Same. in on the yeah, top rope. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome, and really, like Molly did an excellent job of making Trish the underdog in this match. Um, like, because you wanted to see Trish win, you wanted to be like, be like, oh my god, like everything Trish has in her arsenal, Molly has a counter for it. Like, it's just like you you really felt like all hope was lost for Trish. Mm-hmm. And then like to see Trish outsmart Molly and counter like one of her moves into one of Trish's signature moves. I love the, I love, first of all, I've seen that sequence before with like the men, but I think this was like one of the first times the women really got to do it. I love that. Like, counter just the wheelbarrow bulldog yeah it's so my favorite her and molly actually did it in 2001 in one of trish's like first oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. off matches but i think it was when she was mighty molly i think it was when she was mighty molly and i remember seeing that like back like watching tapes and stuff and just being like damn like that is like it's so quick and obviously molly's doing so much work to make it look as you know when they go down like it looks like trish is like knocking her out and it's great you know, the only thing I wish, and I, because they were so close to the rope, I really wish that she would have just went into a Stratisfaction and back, but that like, cool. yeah. that's so that like, tiny. cool as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I would have loved that. I was okay with the Bulldog, though. I feel like it looked impactful and it, it seemed like it really caught Molly off guard that she was just like out, like, yeah. and stunned. And Trish was able to outsmart her and pick up a victory out of nowhere. And that for me is like a real, underdog thing to like outsmart the stronger like quicker more experienced person like at their own game the crowd seemed genuine like i was watching back the crowd seemed surprised like they were literally like i feel like when trish won like uh, there was people that like stood up and were like what like like didn't expect that to be what got the pin but it was so swift it was it was great it was a very and like a lot of trish's wins are very title wins are very feel-good moments um I, like her one before this was a very feel good moment. And this was another one that was just like so genuine in the emotion when she leaves the ring in the little interview. That interview is everything. Yeah. Just because it's why was... they're cutting it over the packages, baby. It's so good. <laughs> I love this. And I love this. 
I go into that ring every night for moments like this. I love this moment. I love this. I love this. I love you, Trish. Like, we all <laughs> like love Trish. oh my god, it was—it's just so good. Like, I remember they edited it in the beginning of like her feud with Victoria thing, like for Survivor Series. It's oh like, yeah, it starts yeah. off with like sentimental music, and then it's. Trish and I were fitness models. So like, but so good and an iconic Trish Stratus. Unforgiven is her pay per view. Yeah. Oh, like, she's never lost an Unforgiven. No. She's never lost an Unforgiven. Her thing. Petition like to bring Unforgiven back. Then what's so cool is we get a video package for this match, like besides the saliva thing. And this is one of my favorite video packages. Like I remember well, like all this. I remember the music in this too. Every like <laughs> So they show like Victoria. She's like, when did we were both contacted by WWE? And there's like this like glorious music. Like the WWE was interested interested in the both of us, but Trish Stratus didn't let me have the chance. And it has like this. <laughs> But Trish Stratus never let me get my chance. And then, like, it's so cool. Like, I love the music. And I, guys, if you get nice production music, please send me what this is. When they have, like, Trish running down to the lat with the ladder spot, it's like, <laughs> it's hardcore rules for the Women's World title at the Survivor Series. How is Trish going to survive this? Do you think the little princess. Is up for that brutality? Very like generic, epic oh, theme trailer music. So I love good. it. I love, and I love at the end of the video package, they did this effect where it's like a broken mirror kind of over Victoria's like iconic face that we talked about on Raw. And they added this like. <sighs> <sighs> Like, I was like, oh my god, this is chills. Like, this segment's really good. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm probably gonna like clip out the whole segment and post it. So, yes, like, please do check it to it, Lars. Um, so, <laughs> buddy, buddy, lunch has been canceled today. Ooh, this is a good microphone for that. So, <laughs> so you devil log. So, um, so, <laughs> So, so <laughs> you keep going. I'm gonna recover from all these heavyweights. Quotes. So, so the best movie ever. If you haven't seen, but anyway, so Victoria um comes out and she's mean mugging. I love the way she. Oh, the, so the stage is like, and when they're in the garden, they have like a makeshift stage where it's really just like these doors that open. I and love the doors. So cool. And like the way she swings them open, she like pushes them open, like looking enraged. And she's like, and the only thing that's kind of gross is like she's like trying to like side her body because like people put their hands out and you know, like she's like, mm, nope. Yeah. Um, so which also there was if side. I love people putting their hands out and Ooh. her just like yeah. shrugging her shoulder yeah, really so quick. good like, oh off topic but like at royal rumble 2000 they had they were in the garden too and when china comes out there i posted the clip once some asshole definitely said something rude to china when she was coming out and she turns around and looks them dead ass in the face and they like they're they shut themselves and then she turns back around and finishes her entrance <laughs> 
Oh, uh, so good. So good. Um, so anyway, so Victoria comes out and let's talk about the gear. So gorgeous. One of my favorite gears of all time. Beautiful. It's like velvet or something. It's and like cut out. The oh. cutout in the front is just so well done. It's like Gorgeous. this, you know, honestly, it kind of embodies the women's championship. Yes. Yes. You're spot on. Yeah. And it's just so well done. It's so, it fits her in all the white places. Like this is a, such a good gear. It's, it's real. And I love the way the back comes down. Um, it goes like just like <laughs> well, this is gonna sound gross, but I don't mean it to. It falls like right above her crack, like the back of it. It's like a very yeah. low cut back, so it's like it's still sexy, but it's like a bodysuit and it's working. Like it's incredible. It, it's exactly what it needs to be. Yes, it, it's it's perfect for her. Um, I love it. Um, and Trish comes out and just I love her little pop. I love her gear too. This black pink combo. I black pink is like such a good combo for Trish. Black like, pink. But black pink. <laughs> Are they how you like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> so she gonna um, hit you with a doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> I only the only one I really know from them is like sour candy. <laughs> <laughs> so sour candy. Oh, <laughs> hi, gay. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a Lady Gaga song, yes, it was all I so, 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 um, but this match, I top to bottom. So I it starts with Victoria ripping the jacket off and choking the shit out of Trish. <gasps> so good because it didn't start off traditional at all. It was let no. me attack her, let me choke her. Victoria as a psycho, you cannot, you literally cannot get anything better. Yeah, it, it's just, it's so good. Um, the, the every spot in this match is just so well thought out and so impactful. Like, there's headshots into trash cans. Like, um, there's, uh, they, they take trash can lids and like smash them over each other's heads, but like not like a tap, like. They put their whole head into it. Do you know my favorite spot of this match? Might be mine too. What is it? So when Trish goes for the stratosphere and Victoria counters and then Trish grabs that trash can oh, I love that. and sits up and smashes her in the head with it as a counter. So, so good. Oh my God. Uh, and the way the crowd reacts to that too is, is like, Oh, like it's so good. My favorite is the corner spot. So there's a trash can set up wedged in between the ropes. Mm -hmm. And Victoria is going to do something on Trish, but Trish gets the upper hand and catapults Victoria head first into the trash can. That's so good. It's so good. And then puts the trash can on Victoria's face and kicks it off of her. And this busts Victoria wide open too. I love, oh my God. So the visual of Victoria later on in the match grabbing that mirror and mm. seeing herself bleeding for the first time. But also, oh my God, I just want to ask her, like, what was the thought process behind your head of being like, I looked in the mirror and I saw myself bleeding and then I had to react as a character. Like, it's so... I would, because I would have freaked out. Like, I would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like, but she, she ran with it. She embraced it, which made this 
10 times better. So much better. It's and so good. There, and there's so many different weapons used in this match. And like innovatively too. Like I loved um, Trish throwing Victoria. Or, or, or I think it, who threw who into the ironing board. I think Trish shut it up. But did Trish oh. throw Victoria into it? Or did they reverse? I can't remember right now. Oh my God. Wait. One or the other. Well, someone went into an ironing board, and I used to do the spot with my brothers. So, <laughs> um, but I loved that the Singapore cane shots. Oof. Singapore cane shots. The I just can't get over the trash can lid shots. Whether it was the one that Victoria did right before on Trish before yeah. the stratosphere spot, like they just echoed and they got such a pop from the crowd you know you know what spot I, and i totally forgot this even happened in the match it was a little it was a little like crazy and sloppy but like who cares but like when trish countered that one move into the bulldog from the like the top like i totally forgot that it had even happened until i rewatched this and i was like oh it was like kind of like a modified bulldog she modified did. bulldog and i love the idea that you called it sloppy because like a lot of people i Okay, so being a wrestler myself and getting in the ring and realizing, oh, even a lot of like big time people have flubs and they just kind of don't hit the way you want to. That's not what people remember. And it kind of helps my mental health. Exactly. Yeah. I think because like I think for people, and I'm sure for like Trish for a second too, just knowing, you know, she always wants to give her all, like it mm-hmm. maybe stuck out for a second. But you know what? It really did. And honestly, it didn't even really look like that bad. It was it looked brutal, like to me. Like I was just like, and that flew flew with the match. Okay. Well, it looked like fighting someone. Yeah. Like, exactly. What can you She's do with struggling, that? like facing this much bigger, stronger Victoria who has dominated most of the match with like badass shit um so but it was so good the fire extinguisher spot like oh my god it's really weird to me because i wish victoria had like a big signature like finisher at this point because you hit the fire extinguisher spot and then you do a snap suplex and that's the three count and part of me was kind of like was that supposed to be the end yeah and I don't know if it's this. I know she does the widow's peak for the first time on Stacy, but I don't remember if it's. And I should have looked to be honest. I don't know if it's the raw after this or the raw after Armageddon. I think it's the raw after Armageddon. But um, when if she had done that, that would have been so badass. But I I know Victoria has said in the past there was supposed to be a spot with the mirror. Um, that there was supposed to be the finish of the match, but they stepped on the mirror. And it broke. So I feel like what was supposed to happen was probably the fire extinguisher to Trisha's face, and Victoria maybe would have smashed the mirror over her head. I don't know at this point. It just seemed that the finish was a little odd. Yeah. It was it just didn't seem like it flowed with the register. How would you have followed? Well, I mean, yeah, I think they they did. I like they had to improvise something. It because it didn't. It just didn't hit the rest of the way. What would you have done as the finish? Um, just something that was a bigger. Oh, you're gonna disagree. I would have done the moonsault. Something like that. Like if you yeah. hit a move, you gotta have something that finishes off the match, like a. 
Oh, I, from the crowd. Like, you see, need that. Yeah, I think it, it came out of nowhere. But like, almost to be honest, though, I'm. I I don't love it, but I'm okay with it because I think that also just kind of shows shit. Like Victoria was more than Trish expected, which really goes into Trish's whole underdog thing, you know, too, though. But it also like sells the fire extinguisher more than it does Victoria. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I don't know, but it it, but it was, it it was, it was an abrupt, but it's, you know what? It's okay. Cause you know what? Some people will talk about the finish, but that takes away nothing for me from how amazing the rest of the match was. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was just like, and honestly, I kind of love that the finish wasn't the part of the match everyone is talking about. Like that it was like all this other badass shit they were doing. So because that's also a first for the women. He, well, they did have a hardcore match, but it wasn't the same with Luna and Ivory. Um, in mm. 1999 but it wasn't real it wasn't like this it wasn't a real hardcore match it was like them throwing like shit at each other backstage like yeah. and like i think there was an iron though that's pretty intense but, like, uh, but, but like, so but um hold so, on but, chase you left my iron on <laughs> so but i love when victoria gets the title she's like she's so excited and she's like hugging it and she's rubbing her blood all over it. And just like she like put she like holds it out to like Trish on the ground. It's like mine. And like when she's walking to the back, she's just like coddling it like it's a baby. And it's just like chilling and so oh my god, twisted and perfect. You can't dislike Victoria. There's nothing there's no, no flaws in her character work whatsoever. No. She she's nailed this character and I'm so impressed, you know. And this wasn't even something she was really even doing in OVW. She was like Queen Victoria there. So this is like an all new thing she really threw together in like a month and a half. And she knocked it out of the park. Home run. Um what's the biggest thing in a home run in baseball? I think that's it. No. Is it Grand Slam? It's a hot dog. So, um, so, hot dog. <laughs> so, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity, hot dog. diggity dog, hot diggity dog. Bring it. Oh my <laughs> so, um, it is so Victoria is has won her first women's championship. Um, and so cool. And like, honestly, <laughs> like, she killed it trish killed it this is a classic of the golden era like one of the best women's matches of all time oh a hundred percent like it's right up there like the this match is just iconic for so many different reasons but also just because it's so entertaining it's so oh my god i it's so funny to me too though because like even like i think uh king for like a second tried to i forget what he even said but he tried to make like some like skank comment or like some gross perverted comment and jared's like i know what you're talking about they're about to have a hardcore match like and i was like thank god i was like i would like to enjoy this without like gross comments and i'm glad it didn't happen exactly and it like you couldn't because they were just beating the ever yeah, fuck out of each like, other like what are you gonna say like oh this blood is so hot 
Like, oh my god, Jr. Oh my Woody god, for this oh, blood. the bait bus. So like, it's just like, like so, so it's just like it, but it, it's an iconic match. Um, one of the best of all time. I know a lot of you were looking forward to us finally talking about this match. So um, so good. Love Victoria and Trish. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see where Victoria's women's championship reign goes now that she's got the gold. Exactly. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this best of episode. Um, we'll be back next week with one where it's actually a new episode. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you so- want to follow us, you can follow us on places like Jake. Where are you at? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jake, not Jacob Smith. On Instagram at Jake isn't Jacob. Uh, Joey, what about you? You can follow me at Joey underscore Mayberry on Instagram and Twitter. Joey dot Mayberry on TikTok. Also check out Ring the Bell. And if you want to see me wrestle, check out. I got a lot of July dates coming up, y'all. Woo! Um, also, if you didn't wish Joey a happy birthday on any of those mediums, delete your account. Um, <laughs> and, but don't delete your account before you follow our show, Golden Era <laughs> underscore pod on Twitter. Um, and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review five stars is the best helps us move up in those power rankings uh joey anything else ouch my mouth hurts jesus man (laughs) all right have a golden week everybody